Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Blair Felter, Vice President of Marketing at Evoke. How are you doing today, Blair? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good, thank you. Thanks so much for spending some time with us here on Business Ninjas. I know that uh, we're busy preparing parties in Kansas City. <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. We're pumped for the Super Bowl. Kansas City has uh, been pretty exciting these past five years. So um, we're, we would love another Super Bowl win if we can get it. Well, I, I wish you the best. Sorry to all the Eagles fans, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, yeah, you know, spread the wealth or something. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself and about Evoke. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Evoke is a um, data center and cloud services provider. So it's kind of the the best of both worlds. And um, like you mentioned, uh, I am heading up the marketing department as their uh, vice president of marketing. I have been in the data center space, gosh, for about seven or eight years now. I've been in the marketing space for about 15 years and kind of just stayed in um mostly tech, um, complex tech, financial services, all of that. For some reason, I kind of like to nerd out with the best of them on uh, some ideas. So it's been it's been a whirlwind kind of learning uh, how to speak data center and cloud, but um, it's been great. And so, um, yeah, I just, I, I love this industry um, and love kind of learning more and more. I think if you can tackle if you can speak data center and cloud, I think you can, uh, gosh, I, I think you can do a lot of other things uh, and be confident um, in kind of other other areas. So you, you must have more fashionable pocket protectors than most nerds. <laughs> yes, for sure. Absolutely. How long have you been at Evoke? Yeah. So um, Evoke hired me in um, 2021. So um, coming up on crazy, almost uh, two years. So um, they did a lot of things in 2021. They acquired a um, cloud consulting firm, hence why we also have cloud services in our offer. Um, and then they um, definitely hired um, new heads of certain departments to kind of take this company and make it grow. Um, so a vote came to be around 2018. Um, we came to be from buying the AT&T data center footprint. Um, okay. So um, I'm not sure if people, if your audience is familiar with the data center world, but basically how it works is that nobody really <laughs> wants to be data center operators. It is a lot of hard work. It takes billions of dollars to keep up with the infrastructure. So a lot of large um, enterprises, large telecoms like AT&T and CenturyLink and things like that, they kind of, they sold their data center footprint and kind of outsourced this to others um, just because you really want someone to be, that's their main expertise, right? You want them to stay in their lane. Um, and so, you know, kind of outsourcing to data center providers just really what makes sense. Nobody really wants to own this responsibility um, themselves also and handle their business objectives on top of that. So. And um, so we bought the AT&T um, footprint. And so we have um, these wonderful strategic sites 
um, in you know Dallas and Chicago and the heavily populated uh, area of Ashburn that um, large data center operators need to be in. And then we also in 2021 um, we realized that you know the data center and the cloud space uh, were kind of separate, right? They they were kind of on two separate worlds. And so our CEO made a great decision to combine them. And so by buying and purchasing um, this uh, data center, I'm sorry, this cloud services uh, provider um, named Foghorn, who just and truly the smartest people that I've ever met, um, after kind of purchasing and acquiring them, we now can offer cloud services, um, get people kind of set up with um, the major cloud providers, AWS, Azure, and uh, Google Cloud. Um, and then also help with their migrations and things like that. So we really get the best of both worlds and have experts on both sides. I don't, I don't think the average person spends too much time thinking about uh, data centers and <clears throat> excuse me server farms until a website right. that they want to go to. But it's hard to wrap your brain around what's involved in right at level of service. And you know, you know, a where well, an airplane hangar full of servers is pretty hard to. Imagine running and keeping running smoothing smoothly. Right. Um, what verticals does Evoke service? Yeah, so it's a great question because really there's no one we say no to. I mean, everyone has data, um, and every company has it, and every data wants their you know um, data protected and optimized. So there's really no one that we say no to. However. Uh, there are some companies that um, have a little bit more data or they're a healthcare provider and they need to make sure that their data is secured and, uh, you know, is compliant. Um, same with SaaS providers, like you mentioned. Um, if, you know, they're a website hosting provider or if they have a software program where people are logging into their platform and it goes down um, or like a banking app or something like that and it goes down, well, that's reflected on your brand. And so you really want to make sure that, that it's outsourced um, with a reliable provider um, that also gives you kind of a service level agreement that says, you know, we're going to be up and running and we promise that everything will be great for you. Um, and so we, so you, you'll see a lot of SaaS providers, um, financial services, the big one, banks, um, healthcare, it's huge, governance. Um, so just a lot of companies that have a lot of data that need to make sure that that data is secured, always up and running, um, are kind of some of the some of the bigger players that we see. And, and what are the biggest and most common problems you're solving for these these clients? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is um, flexibility, and um, you know, we 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 can kind of talk about that now. Is that so? Evoke, like I mentioned, we're only you know almost five years old. So in comparison to a lot of our competitors that have been in the space. Um, for decades, right? We're kind of the new kids on the block. And so um, with that, and, and I think a lot of other growth companies have to be this, when you have competitors that have these brand names that have been around for years, what are you going to offer that's going to be different? And I think a big thing that these smaller growth companies or startups kind of offer is flexibility um, because the big guys haven't needed to do that because they have their name to stand on. And so when these smaller guys come into play, they really kind of listen to what the customers need and have that flexibility. And I think that's kind of where um, Evoke's business model is just extremely unique um, because, you know, we have kind of the data center and the cloud offering. And so we can offer kind of the flexibility within our contracting 
um, which is something that you just don't see. Um, a lot of people, whenever they, you know, a lot of director of ITs or um, CTOs or CIOs, they um, they usually have kind of a hybrid model where you have cloud and you have data center and they're kind of two, again, two separate worlds and we're combining them. And so within our contracts, um, you're able to kind of shift your spend. So if one year you're spending, set, let's say 70%, and the data center and 30% in the cloud. Um, and then the next year, you know, knock on wood that we, you know, no, another pandemic doesn't happen, but maybe next year um, your company wants to do fully remote. And so they want to move a little bit more to cloud. And so they're like, okay, I want to do 70% in the cloud and only 30% in the data center. We, we offer that flexibility to go back and forth, which um, it's just unheard of. Um, it's really unheard of to kind of have that shift and spend um, without kind of having to kind of go up and you spend keeping it stable and then having that fluidity between the two worlds um, is something that we offer. Hey, in that respect, being a new player is not necessarily a bad thing. You don't have to prove to right. that you're changing to accommodate the times. You have come up right. at this time. So if you already know what's going on and how to deal with it and how to adjust and be flexible. Um, now, how do you guys generate revenue? Is this a service contract model? What, what's what's the plan? Yeah, so um, we we have a contract model, um, and um, that the way that I look at it is um, so we have kind of terms. So um, our customers would sign up for a you know three to five year term with us, um, and then they can kind of shift their spend. So like let's just say. Um, they, their bill was a hundred thousand dollars or something like that for a year. Um, and with that, if they wanted to shift, like I mentioned, kind of switching their infrastructure from one way or another, they can, and still stay at that hundred thousand dollar model. And I think that's where it's very different with cloud is because some, you know, if anybody has, has owned cloud, um, or the budget with cloud some months that 10,000 and other months skyrocket to 20,000 and with all these streaming services with Super Bowl around the corner, they're about to see that seasonality. Um, and so when we kind of have these set contracts and structures, we're, we're allowed to kind of, we're, we're able to work with them for them to have that stability of um, not kind of going up and down with seasonality, um, but still with that flexibility to shift their infrastructure. So, I mean, it, it wasn't easy you know, from a finance, um, kind of digging in deep to how to, how we were going to offer this, but knowing that other people in the space can't as of right now operate, um, because we own our data center. So we're a data center operator. Plus we acquired a cloud servicing, um, and cloud consulting firm. Um, we are now kind of able to offer both, but it's, it's just, it's very rare to do that. And, um, I'm very pretty proud of our CEO and, the entire C-suite for kind of coming up with the idea on combining the the two worlds. Kind of hard to wrap your head around the kind of bandwidth you guys need to control. As we start to see ads for consumer level internet at five gig, it's <laughs> unfathomable the amount of data that you guys need to control and secure. Um, right. Tell me about the COVID years. Now, I, obviously you joined Evoke during the COVID uh, Right situation, which obviously we're not quite out of yet. We can see the light at the right. tunnel. Hope it's not a train. 
Um, <laughs> tell me how Evoke has has weathered the storm and about how you grew the the business in the last couple of years. Yeah. So um, actually, you know, the pandemic was not did not really hurt um, the data center in the cloud space um, as others, um, which is you know really kind of unfortunate. Uh, the businesses that did go out of business during that time, um, but. I think, you know, um, gaming was surprisingly a huge element. So during the pandemic, um, there was obviously a lot more people home. There was a lot more kids home. And so um, gaming companies skyrocketed and they desperately needed help. Um, I mean, we had um, a lot of uh, gaming um, customers that, um, I mean, tripled, uh, quadrupled their bandwidth within a couple a couple months just because they had absolutely no idea that this this was happening um and then a lot of companies went to remote workforce and so they had to kind of figure out how are they going to send a vpn over to somebody's house and get all of this stuff set up so um there was a lot of kind of moving parts um that you know we were thankful to be in need during those times but we also still had that hurdle of being in a growth mode, right? And so I think this is where we really started investing in um, SEO um, and organic traffic. Um, it, it's just, it's went huge because um, as every other company uh, during the pandemic, everybody was a little bit tight with their budget, right? Because we didn't know what was happening. It was a little scary out there. Um, even though we were seeing growth from some of our customers, some of our customers did not see that growth. And so we wanted to be very cautious on that. And so um, the way that I've educated my team is that we would start heavily investing in SEO content and organic traffic and really would put paid traffic and paid advertising low just because we had to be more conservative with our budget. Um, and that helped, to, you know, uh, dramatically um, is, is, is what um, I would I was very happy to see and as you know content um, takes about what I would say about three to four months to really kind of start getting that momentum so by us kind of starting in the quiet times when everybody was just kind of trying to figure it out once we got past the pandemic um, we really started to see that growth um, and um, that's kind of something that we're continuing to continuing to do now uh the pandemic conversation is kind of out of the way nobody's really talking about remote workforce as much um and we're trying to kind of make sure that we understand that now companies are looking into hybrid models and so we want to make sure that kind of our content and our offering uh matches up with what's going on and nobody are, you know nobody uh unfortunately we're not future tellers uh but we we definitely want to make sure that we offer that flexibility and we're we're still talking about what people are needing um, with the ever-changing world and where we're going. You literally teed up and then answered my next question about Out of what role <laughs> content marketing has played in the growth of your business. Nicely done. Yeah. Oh, well, I I appreciate that. Oh, he says you're not mind readers. All right. Link <laughs> <laughs> is uh, up ahead, ladies and gentlemen. What yeah. what makes you guys stand out from your competition? Um, you know, I, I think it's... Uh, uh, I've heard a while back that, you know, SEO is one thing, right? So you can put all the puzzle pieces together. You can have the right long tail keywords and um, you can make sure that you're saying certain things and that you've got your topic clusters and everything like that. But if you don't have content that's 
engaging, provoking, you have thought leadership. Um, it just, it's not going to pick up. And I think some people get so concerned with making sure that their SEO practices are a plus and so perfect. And I, and I get that. And I, I am also a stickler to that very much type a, and that, um, but you also need to make sure that what people are reading is short, concise, and actually thought provoking. Um, and that you, you know, you grab people from other industries, you grab, um, you know, information from your customers. It's not just coming from evoke and we're acting like we're, you know, the experts in this space because we're, we're experts, but only in our world. Right. And it's so great when we get to get our partners and our customers and everybody else involved, um, to kind of figure out, okay, what, what are you hearing in the space? And let's see if we're hearing the same thing and how can we work together to kind of problem solve. And so by, um, making sure that our content, uh, actually wants to be read and that people care about what we're producing and videos and things like that has been, um, I think the, the best thing for us, uh, and then having a cadence, you know, I mean, we would, we would love to produce three net new blogs a week, but it's just not feasible. So, um, we're able to do, I think I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's, you know, and I think that's the goal. And so right now we're, we're doing one to two, um, content pieces net new, um, a week. And then, you know, we're doing historically optimizing a couple times a month on blogs to make sure. Um, but it, it, it's, again, it's the more, it, it's more content, but good content, not just, you know, the SEO check the box content, but truly stuff that people want to read because, you know, and now, um, you've got a certain amount of time to grab somebody's attention. Um, so you got to make sure it's great when you get it out there. You were beyond speaking my language. I, I, oh, wonderful. I'm a firm believer that as people work remotely and meet in this antiseptic way, a, a website yeah. has to live and breathe. It has to engage and educate. Single touches do not get the job done. SEO is interesting. Like, looks great on a dashboard, but raw clicks don't mean anything, right? People have, you got to connect the right people with the right information at the right time and uh, move things down the track. So, yeah, you are... You're throwing me lobs here today. I thought I was supposed to throw you <laughs> lobs. <laughs> no, I, I think you're I think you're spot on, right? I mean, it's the whole saying people trust people. It's like that. It's still um so true. And it's such a customer centric business model that we have today. Uh the customer is always right. <laughs> they they get to choose kind of who they want to do business with and they have so many options that you better believe that your company needs to be, um, have that, you know, um, human touch, right? That aspect where you can still feel like you're getting the handholding. They still care about customer service. They still can kind of care about that, those things. I think, um, people, people are kind of wanting that, um, in today's age to make sure that they have a trusted partner, um, with kind of new, um, when they hire a new vendor, at least that's what I think. So. No, I, once again, we are speaking the same language. That's, <laughs> you know, that's how we feel about things. I mean, I think there has to be human fiber in websites now because yeah. most people don't get to rub palms. You don't get to stand in front of them and get a sense right. of them and understand who you might be doing business with. So you right. absolutely have to peel back the curtain on not just what you do and how you do it, but who's providing the service. You've got to humanize 
you got to connect to people at, on, on every level because, of course, there are so many options. No matter what service you're in, there are very few people that have a corner on the market these days. You very ask true. on a question and there's a thousand answers. You may not be scrolling very far because most people have no attention span these days. So you got to gra grab them when you can. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's switch gears. What is something you would like to be celebrating personally or professionally one year from now? Oh, good question. Uh, well, I know what you well, want to talk about on Sunday night, but that's... I know. <laughs> uh, so I think, um, I think I'm going to give a shout out to um, my husband So um, and make it personal. So um, it's not exactly work-related, but um, you know, I, I believe I'm a very hard worker. Um, and then there's my husband who's been even harder worker than me. So he next year, so a year from now, he will be graduating from grade 28. Um, uh, and he will finally be done with his training to become an orthopedic surgeon. Um, uh, yeah. And so 28 years of education. Um, and so I am nothing without my support system. And so I, I think that he will get a very big uh, celebration this year, finally done with everything and can actually go into his occupation, which I think a lot of us take for granted after schooling or however, trade school or however you kind of get into what you get into. Um, you know, a lot of people have been kind of working and growing in their careers. And then you have people, some people on the healthcare side where they've done training and educating for so many years that they're finally um, at that turning point. And so, um, yeah, I'm just really proud of him. So oh, that's excellent. And yeah. Professionally, what would you like to be celebrating a year from now? Yeah. Uh, professionally, um, I, I see so much growth potential for about, um, you know, I just see us kind of doubling our, our, our number and our growth. Um, people actually kind of knowing who our name is um is one of my kind of big things i i don't want to go to another conference and say i've never heard of you guys um so and it and it's hard um you know and i've worked for a ton of growth companies and i know what kind of work you need to kind of put behind to make sure that your name is known um but with a good reputation right you you want to make sure that um the publicity that you have is positive and so um, we are working extremely hard to make sure that when people, you know, hear Evoke, um, they understand kind of what our offering is and, and they're, they're familiar with us. So in a year, I'm, I'm very confident that people are going to start learning about who we are. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Please tell everyone what your URL is, where they're going to find Evoke, and what social sure. media channels you're using these days. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can find, so the Evoke website is uh, www.evoke. So it's E-B-O-Q-U-E. -E, and then it's D as in dog, um, C as in cat, and then S as in Sam. Um, so datacenterservices.com. Um, so you can find Evoke. Evoke has um, LinkedIn, um, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, and then for me, I am pretty active on LinkedIn. So if you just search for Blair Felter, um, and that's B-L-A-I-R, and then last name Felter, Evison Frank, E-L-T-E-R. Um, if you find me on LinkedIn, please connect with me. If you have any questions about what I said or curious about the data center space or, um, you know, growth companies and what I've kind of done in the past, I'm kind of helping them get over that hurdle. Um, I'd be, I'd love to connect. 
Blair Felter, Vice President of Marketing at Evoke. Thank you so much for spending some time with us on Ninjas today. It's lovely to get to know about you and your company. I wish you, your husband, the Kansas City Chiefs, and Evoke all the best in the times. Yeah. Yes, you. absolutely. Thanks, Andrew. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.